This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. Jesus is Lord. Let's pray together before we take our seats this morning. One of the ways of knowing that you're a godly man is that a woman thrives under you. She becomes better in every good thing. More expressive, better expressions. If that's not happening to your woman, you have a problem. Maybe from next to about with the topic of the third service will be deliverance. We might, we might suggest. <laughs> Somebody doesn't come to your home and lose everything, lose her joy, lose her beauty, lose her confidence. Because she can't talk when you are talking. Coming to church does not take away that from a man. It's only a man that has yielded to God who understands what God created when he created marriage that will not be a bully. Because the way some people feel superior is to stifle the woman. That's why some men can't stand a woman that hurts more than them. Because they need that money to control. You don't need, well, maybe you need money to control, but you need vision to lead. And we are not called to control anybody. Control is bad. Control is dangerous. Control does not show loyalty. That's why some men will commit suicide when they lose money or lose something. Their means of controlling is gone. But what bothers me is that why would some women marry that kind of don't I mean you should see you don't jump into water and be complaining of wealth or whatever how do they say it. You should know that's the reason for courtship. A control freak cannot hide it for too long. You are going out with somebody who's already checking your phone. If you don't trust me, don't ask me out. It's very simple. I called you by 6 o'clock. This is 6 03. You are just replying. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> okay, let's let's leave that alone. One sister very dear to me. She just went on, on a on a date with the guy for the first time. And she was in a meeting, so she went a bit late, and the guy was already, you know, he was popped up like popcorn, ready to burst. We agree uh, 4 p.m. This is 4:20. And what she said, oh, I'm very sorry. I came for a meeting that they, I mean, in the office, they stopped us. I, I, I wasn't going to tell my boss, excuse me, I have a date, I'm going out. He said, but I, I took a cab, I rushed here. And the girl was like, but we said, four o'clock, said four o'clock. The following day, she broke up with him. I said, you will not get sense. That one we call, it, she, it will, I mean, it will choke you. The bad thing is that a person can be a good man and still be doing all these things. 
Some men just don't know when they do these things. If you find some of these traits and you get rid of it, you need the word of God to reprogram you. It is true. That might, be, that might have been the pattern that you are used to what you've been seeing. Hallelujah. That's why you are in church. That's why you are studying the word of God. That's why you are in the kind of church that your parents did not go to. So don't go, don't treat life the way they treated it. It's okay. You know, at times we want to talk about something about the Spirit of God is directing us. Because it's not about Hebrew, Greek, or doctrine. It's about lives being transformed. The Lord will like to confront us with certain truths at times that will change us. The nature of the kingdom. What are the parables of Jesus Christ? Amen. <laughs> okay. It rained heavily this morning, Abby. Uh, so, we will have overflow second service and third. When the rain's like that, people stay back. I'm coming for second service. <laughs> it's okay. That's why we have second and third. Are you with me? One of the parables of Jesus Christ. He said the kingdom of God is like a net. Where you have network. Now that has many implications. One is this. One event will always trigger another event. For instance, many people don't know why, that why they are not prospering financially is the way they treat people around them. They look like things that are mutually exclusive. But you don't know there is a connection. Here is a woman praying for breakthrough to have a good husband. She's 41. She's not married. But there is a little girl, a maid, living with her. And the way she treats the girl. Now, to her, nobody has told her that there are invisible lines in the spirit that connect things. Because the kingdom of God is like a net. A net has many lines interacting and intersecting together. So you think that, so as they begin to teach in the church about the character of a Christian, about how to work in love, about how to care for people, she shuts her ears. But a deliverance minister comes that all the forces stop you from marrying. Then she gets up. Hey, hey. And then, come unto me all year that labor. Many have been praying like that for years. Do you know, I've said it actually before. The prayer Pastor Ogwele read yesterday in Ephesians 1. It was start from verse 17. Where Paul said that, I pray the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Father of, of glory, that I might give you the spirit of wisdom and knowledge in revelation of him, so that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, you might know the hope of his calling upon your life. The riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints and the exceeding greatness of his resurrection power towards us that said the power that was wrought when he was when he raised Christ from the dead and he made him to sit at God's right hand. You know where I'm able to recite the prayer? I pray the prayer every now and then. It is better to pray that Lord open my eyes than you giving command to the Lord. When your eyes are open, you begin to know the reasons why certain things are not working and why things are the way they are. It is true. 
Life can be demystified if you're always praying a prayer of inquiry. Praying a prayer that God should open your eyes to see. You need your spiritual eyes to be flooded with life. That is a newer translation of this verse. Your eyes of understanding being enlightened. Some other translation they put like your spiritual eyes being flooded with light. Because here is when a person is blind, it's a combination of two things. You see, spiritually, when a person is blind, it can be the person's problem. The eyes I cannot see. But even if your eyes can see and you are in the dark, you are still blind. I get what I'm saying. In the middle of the night, when everything is completely without lights, you can't move around. You can't see. Now, you are not blind, but your environment is blind. So when you talk about spiritual blindness, you are talking about two things. Some people are blind because they are yet to be enlightened. Some are blind because they are in an atmosphere that is not enlightened. Did you hear what I've just said now? And some is a combination of the two. So it is not enough to see, to be able to see. It's also important that to dwell on that light that will let you see. Did you hear what I've just said now? Praise the Lord. Now, this is where we are going for some weeks now. So first service, I want to begin talking about the Holy Spirit. And then every second service, I'll talk about spiritual authority. And then third service, I'll talk about deliverance. Demonology. <laughs> Hallelujah. From New Testament's perspective. Uh, Holy Spirit, carry me. Just let me play down. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the Bible says, let's go to our text. Second Corinthians chapter 13, verse 14. Apostle Paul decided to end the scripture this way. Thank you. The grace. So he wrote two letters to the church in Corinth. First Corinthians and Second Corinthians. Now in Second Corinthians, Paul ended it by saying that this is a very powerful word. We have decided to be closing service this way. We call it the benediction. Is that right? Amen. Amen. But Paul meant more than that when he wrote this one. He said the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. And the communion. Mm. You see. There are no meaningless details in God's word. Almost every time you see grace in the Bible, you will see the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. For instance, the Bible says, Second Corinthians, if you read 9 8, you'll know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, or 8 9, then 9 8. He said, Although he was rich, but for your sake he became poor. That, was, uh, that, that is uh, 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 8 9. Then later he says, is it first or second? Okay, second, yeah. Eight, nine. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. Then in nine, eight, it says that God is able to make all grace. It's like grace belongs to Jesus. John 1 says the law came through Moses. But grace and truth. 
Then John said, as we beheld him, as of the only begotten son of God, full of grace and truth. But when it comes to love, love is always about the father. For God so loved the world. So now Paul decided to divide. It's like everybody's area of specialty. That when you talk about grace, it emanates from a man. From somebody called Jesus. When you talk about love, it comes from the father. The father is full and filled with love. Full of love. But when he got to the Holy Spirit, which we want to begin to talk about, Paul didn't say the grace of the Holy Spirit. You rarely find that word in the Bible. Well, he didn't say the love of the Holy Ghost. As a matter of fact, he said in Romans 5, the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Love is always about God. But he gave Holy Spirit his own field. He said the communion. You see, you will do well when you know the person you are dealing with. In other words, somehow, the father gets excited when it's about love. Jesus, being full of grace, is excited when it's about grace. The only spirit, when it's about him, is about fellowship. Why? This is just introduction. You know, first service always Bible study. This is just introduction. I mean, the Lord is always telling that I should take it to first service and not flow the way I do seven, but step by step. It's supposed to be a Bible study. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So you understand that there are three personalities. One, when you mention love, is in charge. One, when you mention grace, is in charge. One, when you mention fellowship. Intimacy, communion is in charge because there are three dispensations. Hebrews chapter 1 it says, God, who at sundry times and in diverse manners in the past spoke to us by the prophets, have in these last days. So, it all started with God. But I want to show you everything from the beginning. Genesis chapter 1. The first person to be introduced in the Bible wasn't God the Father, wasn't God the Son, it was the Holy Spirit. The first individual to be mentioned in the Bible. Now, the Bible says, in the beginning, God. Now, this God is for the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. This is Elohim. When you see, there are many names, see, uh, English is very poor compared to uh, Greek and Hebrew. Yes. There is one love, one, one word for love in English. But you see, when you read, anytime you read love in the Bible, it can be agape, it can be philos, it can be helos, it can be about seven things. For instance, when you read the word meditate in the Bible, to an English man, the definition of meditate is just to ponder on something. When you say to a Greek man, meditate, what you are saying to a Greek man is different from what you are saying to an English man. When you say to a Greek man, meditate, what it means to him is that begin by thinking, move to muttering, move to murmuring it, murmur repeatedly, at the end, shout and roar it. 
That's the reason why in those days, most of the poets, they came from the, uh, uh, Jew, uh, the, the Greeks. And the first set of philosophers. English is very weak. Yes. Ordinarily, if you're an interpreter, and you meet some CSE Yoruba prophets, by the time they give some holy kiss to God, you know that English is useless. When they combine seven names, I say, well, God is almighty. Even the condition can say, oh God, are you sure that was what the man said? So you hear some very powerful names. Oh, you give you, ah, uh, you are the English interpreter where he said the, the mighty one, but we understand this. So, did you get what I'm just saying now? So, English is like, it's very straight. It's like a straight jacket. There are, so, <laughs> in translating the Bible, names of God, English will put everyone as God. Whereas in Hebrew Greek, there are differences in all these names. Though they appear as God. So, there are places in the Bible that you see in Hebrew, you see Elohim. In other places, it is El Shaddai. In other places, it is Zuri Shaddai. Elion. But English will put almost everything as God. So in this verse 1, God here is Elohim. Which means the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Three of them. So the first specific individual to be separated, go verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the spirit, that's why it's in capital, the first point to be mentioned, not Jesus, not the Father, the spirit of God. That's the Holy Ghost, move upon the face of the deep. The Holy Spirit began to move over the chaos you know, as I talk about it, something is happening to somebody. Who is the answer to chaos? Chaos in the, in, in, in the home. An organization. In a person's life. Once you see chaos, you need the spirit to move. He is the one. When he moves, it's Beautiful. Out of rubies, out of rubies, something beautiful, something awesome. Then God said, God never said anything until the spirit moved. These three individuals I mentioned, God the Father had his own time in Old Testament. When the world became flesh, the Son of God brought the grace to the earth. But Jesus said, John 14 and 16, I have many things to tell you. You can't. When the Holy Ghost shall come, this is a moment of the Holy Ghost. He is the person that the church should know very well. The Holy Ghost wrote the Bible. And these are the things we'll be getting into later. This is just the introduction.
The Bible says all scriptures were written by the inspiration. It is. You see, I want to begin to say, it was in the Old Testament, but nobody recognized him in that sense. Some prophets knew a bit of him, but they did not really know fully who they were dealing with. The Holy Ghost. <laughs> I showed you now that he was the one to start the creation by moving. Then gradually, like they said about Christ that he was in the world and the world did not know him. I will begin to show you, you know, today, when we come back, maybe next year, upper week, we start step by step now looking very clearly into this matter. Hallelujah. Who parted the Red Sea? Now, pay attention to some of the things we are going to get into. The wind, the fire. You will hear that the Spirit of God came upon somebody or the hand of God came upon someone. How exactly does the Holy Ghost look like? I will paint a picture for you. But that one I'm getting ahead of myself. We will look at that. Is it Ezekiel later? Ezekiel 9 now. I want to show you something before I talk a little more. Remember, what happened? Ah, okay. Okay. <laughs> You know, I pray that all of us will be filled with the Spirit of God. You're already baptized, but you will read an expression about Paul. That Paul looked at him being full of Holy Ghost and said, at that moment, when you speak, it has to come to pass. And I'm going to get to a point where I will show you how to steer the anointing before you say something. Remember, Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. During the conference in February, after we had fasted and prayed, and we said that we're going to stop the rain, we prayed that there wouldn't be rain. I think I mentioned it to you. You see, your faith will be tested. We came out that day and rain started. Now, this is how the Spirit will guide you. I said that because we have prayed that no rain, I told them that no canopy house. I said, leave the screens on there. That no rain will fall. I said, since there will not be rain, nothing will destroy the screen. Somebody ran to me and came there and said that it's raining outside and TVs are outside screen. You know what we told the person? We have said it will not rain. I was standing there with the mopos here. And right there, the rain stopped completely. Yes. I think they first put some chairs with foam outside. Somebody ran to camp. That's our unities. But someone ran to camp. They took camp. They said, we need to bring these chairs. Otherwise, they will get soaked. It's raining. He said, no, they won't get soaked because we are praying against rain. At that point, the rain just stopped. In our times, when you pray, the job doesn't end there. When I was talking, I don't know whether it was, I don't know which of the services I was talking about, what the angel said to Daniel. Daniel 10, 10 12, so that I have come because of your words. God does not only listen to your prayer. He listens to what you say before praying and after praying. 
You can defeat 21 days of prayer by wrong utterance. One sentence. Is somebody with me? This is why you are not only commanded to pray. What the Bible says, watch and pray. As you pray, watch. Watch, watch your word, watch your action. They can defeat your prayer. Do you get what I've just said now? That alone will help somebody. Let's read something from Ezekiel 8. We'll come back and when the first time is always short. Short by faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. You guys have had a long weekend, so I, I, I don't intend to. <laughs> it came to pass in the sixth year, in the sixth month, in the fifth day of the month, as I sat in my house, the elders sat before me. The hand of the Lord God fell upon me there. The hand of God. Oh, whoa, Lua. <laughs> I told you, pay attention to things like the Spirit of God, the hand of God. Pay attention to wind and fire. Those are the things we are going to deal with when we get inside this message. But that's not for today. But just remember, that I said, hand, spirit, fire, wind. The hand of God, the Lord fell upon me there. Next verse. And I beheld, lo, the likeness as the appearance of fire. When the Holy Ghost shall come, when he came in Acts, what appearance? Close of fire upon their head. Look at this one. The Bible says, from the appearance of his lambs downward, from here down, Fire. From his lamb upward, as the appearance of brightness, as the color of amber. Next verse. You see, nobody has seen this being before in no covenants, except Ezekiel. He said one day the other side before me were looking like this. A being just appeared. And he said, I noted this is not an angel. And I've told you before, heaven is not just God, Jesus, and angel. There are many other beings in heaven. Even beyond cherubim, seraphim, many beings in heaven. There are elders in heaven. Okay, but then. He put forth the form of an hand and took me by the lock of my head. What's the next thing there? So who is he talking about? He started by saying someone appeared. And he said that Ezekiel had like a lock on his head as a prophet. The ear was sort of whipped together. There was a lock. And he said that the guy just put a hand and just picked me like that. But he said the spirit lifted me between heaven and earth. And brought me in the visions of God to Jerusalem. Remember, Jesus said that when he shall come, he will show you. Showing is of the spirits. May God help you to see. Yeah. Men and brethren, to be blind in life spiritually, is a, and it is the only ghost that can do this. I told you before, they brought a boy who had epilepsy. Matthew 17. And when Jesus was going to pray, he said, deaf and dumb spirit come out. If you read loose version or so, they started by saying that a man whose son had never done spirit. But Luke recorded it, I believe, after Jesus had revealed the real problem. 
I believe that one of the reasons why disciples could not cast out that spirit was that they were probably casting out epilepsy. You epileptic spirit, come out. Epileptic spirit, come out. And the spirit stayed. Because it shocked them. When Jesus drove out the spirit, they said, Master, they came to him in the night. Why couldn't we cast out the spirit? You know why it was strange to them? When he sent them out two by two, they said, Evil demons were subject to us in your name. Is somebody hearing me? So they had done this exorcism before. They had, they, had, they had used his name to cast out demons before. But this time around, it was a shock to them that the spirit did not leave. But they should have observed what Jesus did. When Jesus said the boy should come, Bible said the spirit took him, he fell on, on the ground, and he began to foam. Full manifestation of epilepsy. But Jesus said nothing about epilepsy. He looked at the boy foaming in his mouth and he said, you deaf and dumb spirits. And epilepsy left. Satan can be strategic. The root of the problem is here. The manifestation is there. And people are dealing with the manifestation. <laughs> this is why at times... God's instructions don't make sense to a natural man. Glory to God. Hallelujah. They don't make sense to a natural man. My husband is giving me trouble. The Lord says, join the department church and be serving. And the crisis in the home ends immediately. What does that... <laughs> These are the things we are going to get into. Say, Lord, I'm broke. He says, forgive this person. We are talking about the ways of. If you read further, go back to that Ezekiel. Then the spirit began to show Ezekiel things. They thought they were worshiping God in the temple. Ezekiel saw beyond. Oh, in our time, we need this. Look at what. Let me just show you a bit. And many of you don't read too much of some of this. So let me show you. Go back to Ezekiel 8. Look at what it saw. You get to a point. You are not limited by anything. If you journey with the person I'm talking about today, it will show you things to come. Things that your mind cannot know. The Holy Ghost knows where economy is going in 10 years. Our former venue, Baba is late now. We still have the, our tent, our 1,000 tents. And we are still the owner. We, we still pay for it. Baba's, Baba told me the 45th anniversary of that school, I was called to come and preach to the students. And I said, wow. The old law where you get UK visa, Etebet building, the old law of that area called Abulonibagwe is owned by this man. And he told me that when he bought that land in Tony, they forced it on him. The old of Okwebia Lentoi was a forest that time, everywhere. So he bought the land for 14,000 or so. You cannot buy that land where that school is right now with 3 billion. You cannot. Lands that are smaller than that, that we have been trying to buy on Allen here. The cheapest land they've offered us in this area is 4.2 billion. This area. This is where we are right now. If we leave this place, now this place sells for about 2.9 billion. I deal in properties a lot, so I'm telling you what goes on. I can tell you the dimension of this. Take me to a place without calculation. I will tell you the dimension of the place by experience. 
Yes, you know, you learn obedience by the things you suffer. <laughs> I've seen venues in this league. And I can tell you, there was time I could tell the price of flats everywhere in Lagos. Remember, I said that Pastor Ramuta, I said, that one, if they tell you a house is less than 600, then please keep your money. They, they will give you a bad house. Because there is no good house in that area. I can tell you everything. Are you following me? When they gave him that thing, nobody knew that Tony would become. Do you know that there was a time when you talk of expensive places, like we're talking about uh, Allen? I remember till I was growing up, there was nothing like Lekki. Till 1998, when Pastor Lebo had Lekki in 98, the bulk of Lekki land was just wilderness. I was there in Lekki in 98. Five million people gathered. The only reason why they chose Lekki, it was big enough to contain everybody, no houses. And we came back there after that. My God is not the most expensive place on the mainland now. When I was on level, I followed a friend of my Pastor Money. Abraham, we came to see Magodo. He told us how cheaply he bought the money then. I remember that we entered through forest and everybody was complaining. What's your brother doing there? But today, now everybody is paying millions upon it. I stay in my God. There are places, there are apartments in my God that are 10 and every five bedroom duplex and four in my God is 10 million and above. If they are generous, maybe 7.5, 6.5. Many people here live in my God. You live there. We are, we are plenty who live there. So. <laughs> I know all of you. So, <laughs> where is Dr. Marshall? We are many. We are many. We live there, Pastor Joshua. Everybody, and they can tell you how much houses are. I've been there for over ten years, so I'm lucky. Though some of the landlords are very, I don't increase money. I've been watching how this thing is going up, 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 up like that. But it was not like that before. Like what you just said from the beginning, it was not so. What is changing? And changing. I remember one time I went out, they showed me a land in that area. It was 30 million. Now I didn't know. A friend of mine came to buy something and we're talking. And I followed him. Land 180 million. Yes. He said, Pashade, you live in Godona. Now, if you find a good land, if they are generous, maybe they will tell you 120, 130 million. I was living when I saw it 20, 30, 40, and it went on like that, like that. Now, here is the point. This is what I'm trying to say. Do you know where in the next 10 years the attention of Lagos will go to again? If you know the first time they're able to move in, we're moving for almost free. After a while, as people begin to rush, the value will go up. That's how life is. Yes. The biggest school in that estate, the woman built the school a long time ago, as it may be almost 10 acres, the, the biggest. People offered her 12.2 billion, maybe last year or so, and she couldn't sell. She told her, I'm not selling. That's, that's small. But when she moved in, nobody knew. Now, I'm saying this to you that the Bible says, it shall show you things to come. Do you know what will happen in 10 years' time? The Holy Ghost can send you now to where the world will come and meet you. Yes. At least I have heard of somebody that was praying. Man, he was told to change the line of his business. The Lord didn't tell him anything about COVID. He was just told about no masks and all those things. Sanitizer. 
He invested all his money in sanitizer and nose masks, opened a shop. For a while, the shop did not sell. Then about three months after or four months after he did that, pandemic started. The guy said that as a Christian, I shouldn't wish the world bad. He said, but honestly, I enjoy pandemic. He said, because I was, the account was just going like that. Something will happen in six years, eight years, nine years, ten years' time. But that's on the economy path. The Holy Spirit can spot danger. So you see, here is a young man. Everything is fine with the man. But the Spirit tells you, it's not you. You're already married. So. <laughs> but the Spirit tells you that even though everything looks good, there is a problem. I will talk about this. You are not a prophet. You are not an apostle. But I will tell you that as a, as a Christian, even though you are not a prophet, how you can know whether it's your mind, your spirit man, or the Holy Spirit. These are three voices interacting inside you. There are things that your spirit knows because you are born again. And then there are things that the Holy Spirit will tell your spirit man. And then there are things that your mind knows. Let me end this. <laughs> You've heard me tell this, but I think uh, some of the pastors will know the apostle self. That, and I've shared it about two times in this church before. She was dating this lawyer and she went to his house and they were playing gist in talking and they were playing Ludo or Ludo or drafts and there was a knock on the door so she went to open it and her fears changed the game. He was just playing and she came back said you change said I didn't change it said you change it said okay I changed it actually and they allowed everything in there but as she was going on the more she was praying so that statement just stayed in her, stayed with her that in life is going to change something serious. You can't marry. Him. She said it didn't make sense to her family when she told them. Our ordinary drafts. Even me, as I'm standing before you now, if I play draft to try, you stand up, I will change the game. <laughs> our last born, I used to do that so that she won't beat me. I mean, I'm playing a young girl, she's leading. I'll use. Some tactics. Of course, I will tell her. So that's the, that's the integrity part. <laughs> you know, that reminds me, you know. It is good to learn to be calm and watch life. When I was the final year, my roommate never knew that I could play chess. But not as an expert, but I grew up in my estate. We used to play chess and then a bit of competition then that were organized together and then I... So relatively, maybe like 30 percent, I can play chess very well. So my roommate was about the best in Zico. And it would be, they would come to the room, he would beat everybody. We stayed together for one year, and I never gave him a clue that I could play chess. If I didn't know that, I did that, so I didn't understand what chess was. So when we submitted our projects, we had finished then. School was becoming very boring one day. There was no lights. I were the only two people in the room. So other students had gone home. Everyone was quiet in Zico that day, not Zico or UI. So we sat at the balcony. No food, no lights. I don't know, as students, how we survive certain things. Days of no money in the pocket, and you would just. <laughs> when I was in the same thing, when I was finding there was a lady in our fellowship who was living with Obasanjo. Obasanjo was the president then. 
she was living with she was living in Nasu Rock. Her mom was very close to OBJ. OBJ is cousin. So she was living in Nasu Rock. She was OBJ every morning. So she was a member of her fellowship. And then, so I remember one day she was sharing a, a testimony that her things that uh, she uh, mistakenly did something with her money. She was so broke. She was like, ah, brethren, oh God, can't about six of us. That God had to come to her rescue. That man, the what she suffered, that can you imagine that from morning till night, no money. That in the night, her cousin now came and gave her money. All of us just got up. Is that the testimony? We thought that maybe for like a month. Morning till night, no money. That is a testimony. So some of us, come and ask us. <laughs> no money for one week, yet confidence, joy. <laughs> I said to her, I said, we're four friends. If one had money, the rest were okay. Just enter a tree, eat anyhow. And then, I said, the way we're living, we will sit at the front of our room, not knowing the next meal. But no, no problem at all. So for one day, ah, truly fingers are not equal. I get to me. Praise the Lord. Oh God. Something led me to this story. So I didn't tell him I could play. So, because he was so, that day we were hungry, but I said, Pastor, let's play now. That will teach you. So I now say, okay, I think I know to our next day. He said, okay, yeah, you even say, but I saw you can even play. I said, yeah, a little that at least I know. So, okay. So, you know, he was a good player, but he let down his guards. So I beat him. Oh, God. Till we left, he was begging for another match. I said, no, let the record stay. <laughs> I said, I know you are the best. So tell them that guy just beat the best. <laughs> Do you know? This guy woke up one day as a student. He was living in the bar. They went to him. He went to buy a four egg goosey, made nice food, and brought it to a pastor. Eat. So as I was eating, then the guy said, Let's play. <laughs> I said, I'm sorry. I'm enjoying your food. <laughs> that I'm not going to play. I made sure. Because I knew that it will, it will beat me silly. <laughs> so till today, anytime I say, I just be like, you know, you are, you are, for others, you are the champion. For you, I am your champion. That it, 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 it's what will remain forever. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Is someone blessed this morning? It will show you things to come. Anyway, this lady, I wonder with her story. Continued. She just believed that there was something wrong. She went out and then ended the relationship. It didn't make sense to anybody. She met another person who is her husband now, a professor, married and moved on. Years later, front page of one of the daily one of the uh, 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 dailies in Nigeria saw it there. This guy had become a lawyer, the guy she left, and the family committed the will of the family to, her, to him, and he planned one of the songs and changed the will. And they got to now and sentenced him to jail. Maybe 40 or 30 years or so. She was crying that day when she saw it. She said, I, I can't say how it happened. It's as if the Spirit of God held me like this, that there is a problem. 
in the future. Avoid this guy. Even though he was the nicest person around that time. He will show you. We are going to get to the Holy Spirit giving us vision. Even for your personal life, vision. Then we get to the power of the Holy Spirit. Who parted the Red Sea? I told you wind and fire. Those are things we are going to look at. Remember the last thing that happened. When Moses stretched that rod, there was an east wind that blew all night long. Red Sea did not part, but it parted overnight. What was the east wind? Where you hear, and the wind came from the Lord. When they were hungry and there was no food. Who brought quails? The Bible said that God told Moses, I will feed all. Moses told God, I'm talking about 700,000 standing men alone, minus children and minus women. He said, and God said, is the hand of the Lord shutting now? You will see what I will do. When God said, so the Bible says, a wind from the Lord overnight. And when they woke up, they saw, what is the wind? We will not see you. Like what? Rushing wind. Let's rise. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you, are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now, you can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.